0: social media marketing and business growth with a side of coffee and Jesus. If you're ready for some juicy content, then it's time to hand your kiddos those tablets, grab your coffee, whiskey, or wine, and let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. And today I have Nina Daffé here. Yes, her last name rhymes with cafe, but it's Nina Daffé. And we are going to get into PR. And if you're listening, I don't want PR to scare you, but we are going to talk about how important it is for your business success, how you can be PR ready. I know Nina is going to talk about some of the common myths and the misconceptions that people have about PR and then, of course, we're going to get into, I think, the number one thing that holds people back from PR. It's your limiting belief. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Nina. Thank you so much. I'm excited. <laughs> I am, too, because I really have not talked about PR. It's been a long time since I've talked about it on my show. I think the last time I had someone on was back in January. So it has been a Yay. long time yeah. overdue i even forget about doing pr for my own business right Mm -hmm. we're so in tune with our business and doing all the back-end things we create all the great things and then we don't talk about it right or we don't try to get on other channels and platforms and talk about the amazing things that we have to offer people in the world but the first thing that I want to talk about with you is the name of your business. It's the Far Above Ruby's Collection. Tell us yes. more about that, Nina.
1: Okay, so before I kind of got into PR and stuff, it actually started out as a need for myself. Okay. So I originally started out as a blogger. And it was basically about looking at the women of the Bible and um, just kind of dispelling some of the myths and the misconceptions about Christian womanhood that I kept on coming up against. Um, A bit about my background, so Nigerian background, but also grew up Christian. And unfortunately, sometimes that can mean, you know, like a bit of oppression for for women, you know, the traditional kind of beliefs. Um, And so I very much got interested in, is this true? what does this really look like I started to um, basically form a community where I was interviewing people much like you are Um, so after the first sort of few months um, I kind of basically got tired of just the slow growth and I was like okay what can I do to push this and and do a bit more so that's when I started to learn more about PR and actually seek it for myself Um, then it turned into Just a new love. I realised I just love speaking to people. Um, I loved sharing the message. I actually really liked the writing and the reaching out. And also some of the feedback from the people I was on the course with was like, how are you getting all of this PR? And I was like, I'm just doing what I'm told. We're on the same course. And then it was the realisation that actually, you know, it was a, a gift. So Far Above Ruby's collection comes from, obviously, Proverbs 31, where it talks about the fact that a woman's worth is far above rubies, which was something that I was, you know, very much pushing at the time. But I think also still ties in with what I do even as a PR specialist in getting women just to use their voices more and advocate for themselves and actually, you know, push the message that God has given them because, on whatever platform or plane you're looking at, this is something that we as women unfortunately struggle with. And so I just, I kept the name because it's still at the core of my message basically.
0: Oh, I just love that. That is a beautiful story, a beautiful background. And yeah, hang yeah. on to that. Cause I could yeah. tell just by the way that you're speaking, that is just, you're just in love with that. So that is really, really cool. And okay. I love how you got into PR cause you saw a need for yourself and, a lot of times that's how our businesses start is yes. we find something that we need and then we get so good at it and we end up teaching other people. Yes. And so when it comes to PR, I know PR has really changed mm-hmm. over the course of, I will even say the last five years. So today, like what are the different channels or the different types of PR platforms that you think are really key for entrepreneurs?
1: absolutely I love this question so I think if we look at even just the definition of PR it's basically just building up goodwill you know with whichever your your ideal client audience is and so just in that there are so many channels and platforms like you said today that we can use I think most um entrepreneurs or people who are getting started know about social media you know they'll look at things like you know YouTube podcasts and all of those sorts of things um I'm very much look at, okay, I need to grow my brand, I need to grow my platform but I think sometimes what, what kind of gets lost in the mix or what people forget about is actually you can leverage other people's platforms and you don't necessarily just have to concentrate on growing your own platform, you can partner with other people, you can collaborate whether it's on podcasts, writing articles, speaking, you know um, and so I feel like PR is kind of twofold, Is definitely sort of building your own brand and your own space but also um, very much about actually getting out there on other people's places as well.
0: So do you think there's like three main like when I think of PR like there's three types of categories that I think and let me know if I'm right or wrong but I think there's the speaking aspect Mm -hmm. so you can do that through podcast interviews. Mm -hmm. There's the writing aspect so you could be writing for other people's websites their blogs yeah. and then um what's the other is is it the video aspect
1: Yeah. Although I I feel, (laughs) to be honest with you, like you said, that in the last few years, they've all mixed and merged. So it used to be that, you know, when you thought about the speaking aspects of things, it was it was just stages. You'd have to be at a conference or, you know, a networking event or something. Now you can even jump on someone's IG Live. And if they have a big enough platform or, you know, something like that, it can still it can do similar things for you. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like there is. Um, a very British term, but a a big hodgepodge (laughs) Uh of things out there, basically, that you can kind of use and utilize. Um, But I feel like the the way the systems that you use to do it don't change, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. And I think, too, with the power of technology, it's a lot easier to take one piece because I'm a... (laughs) My audience is probably rolling their eyes right now because they're like, oh, here she goes on her bandwagon (laughs) again about one piece of content and repurposing. But I mean, really, like what we're doing right now is the visibility of this recording. There's so much we can do with it.
1: Absolutely. You know,
0: we can put it on YouTube. I can change it into a blog post. It's going to be on the podcast. I can make a reel. You and I could collab on, you know, Instagram and get into each other's stories. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. the power of technology
1: Absolutely. I would
0: say to the audience, don't be afraid of it. Learn it yeah learn it
1: <laughs> also because I know this is something we're gonna you know be getting more into a bit later but while it's been mentioned you know what you mentioned about the repurposing and stuff I know that a lot of people shy away from PR because they see they think it's going to be time consuming and mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't know how to do it it's gonna be lots to learn and exactly what you just said I I know I, I do it for myself and it's what I coach my clients to do as well is you can actually use PR to get time freedom for yourself and to actually make things easier, you know, as the engine for your business as well. So I love that you said that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think we've hooked our listeners like, okay, I need to get my booty out there. (laughs) (laughs) I need to start collaborating with other like-minded entrepreneurs. And yeah, so, but they're listening going, how do I even get started? Like, let's get them PR ready. What do they need to have in their toolbox to be ready to get out there and start, you know, promoting themselves?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think whenever I have a, a new client, the first thing that I always ask them is first and foremost, what, what are your goals? What is it that you are actually looking for, you know, in actually these collaborations and wanting to put yourself out there? Because, If you don't know what your goals are You don't know what you're measuring You don't know what your metrics are And all of those sorts of things And it doesn't necessarily Because I think sometimes people hear PR And it's like, oh, you know That's for celebrities And if I want to be famous But it's the same as, you know For lead generation Or just, you know, you have, for example An event or a product that you're launching You just want to get more eyes on it Like those are also valid things You know, to seek PR for, you know So goals definitely Um, I think the other thing as well that people should be mindful of is um, their brand, you know, and how they're actually presenting. So, for example, just knowing that when you are reaching out to editors, influencers, podcast hosts, you know, the first thing they're going to do more than likely is look at your website. They're going to look at your social media and all of those sorts of things. So really just making sure that your messaging is not confusing, you know, that, you know, you're not saying that you know I don't know using me for example and what I just told you that I'm a PR specialist but I still have all this residue of my old blog for example the two don't line up and I always say a confused mind says no so just really making sure that you know who you say you are and what you say you can do is very very much reflected um that's the outward facing stuff and then it's just making sure that it works for you as well so if you do want to grow your email list if you are you know looking to sell more of your course your your coaching whatever it is that you do just making sure that when you are on these platforms and you are featured that there is a way that if people want to you know um sort of get in your community that they can whether it's that they can join your email list or you know just having those things ready um so that you know, your objectives basically can be reached. I always talk about it as rowing with two oars. Mm -hmm. If you just have the one, you go around in circles, but if you have the two, you're going to go forward. So just really making sure that you are able to be attractive, absolutely, to those you are reaching out to, but also that you have a way to get those people within your community as well.
0: And do you also think too, when it comes to being PR ready, two things come to mind only after... Doing the podcast for four years, mm-hmm. I have to say, I've had endless emails of pitches. Mm-hmm. And a couple things stand out to me. So if you're listening, I highly recommend start jotting down some notes because I have a feeling that Nina's really going to agree with me on these two points. <laughs> the first point is, is your mindset when you are pitching, is yeah. to not put yourself up on a pedestal and list all your accolades in an email. Yeah. Rather, what comes off better is the topic that you think is going to help mm-hmm. their audience. Yes. And how you are going to serve their so, audience.
1: Absolutely.
0: I'll tell you, I, nine out of ten times, if I'm pitched and it's someone telling me that all the accolades, I don't care if you've made a million dollars in your business. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you've sold over 100,000 copies of your book. Yes. What I care about is the impact you're going to make on my audience and how you are going to serve them and what they're going to walk away with.
1: Absolutely. And so
0: I think that's number, the biggest thing is being PR ready. Yes, know your stuff. But how are you going to serve this new audience that you're going to be visible to And then I think the second thing that I think is really important that I'm seeing these days is we know that everyone has squirrel brain, right? It's just, they're, they're all over the place. They're being inundated all day long with ads and links. Something that I've seen that has helped me is one call to action. Yes. So anytime that maybe you're going to be doing um, a collaborative live and Mm -hmm. the person who's running the interview, they're like, hey, you know, where can they check your workout? Don't list a thousand things. You've lost them. They've moved on. Yeah. One call to action. So it goes back to what you were saying earlier, Nina, which is so key. Mm -hmm. What is your goal? Yeah. Why are you doing PR? If it's to grow your email list, your call to action better be one of your freebies. Yes. Right? Yes. (laughs) If your call to action is to uh, grow your coaching, it better be the link to your coaching page on your website, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They don't care about your Instagram account. They don't care about your Facebook group if that's not your goal. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, I think that PR ready, you better fix your mindset and make it about them and not you. And then Mm -hmm. one call to action.
1: So do you agree with me on that, Nina? completely agree I think especially about the first point you know we live in an age where you know the age of influencers mm-hmm. and people becoming Instagram famous and going viral and all of that sort of stuff and and I, I I just I just completely agreed I think that's that's definitely one of my philosophies about PR it's about okay influence is is good you know influence mm-hmm. is great but what are you influencing people to like exactly what you said I love your use of the word impact you know like there should be um something specific that you are um trying to impact people towards and exactly like you said about the quarter action once you know what the goal is once you know what the objective what the impact is all it is then is a matter of working backwards you know and looking for ways to serve others and to make that greater impact yeah
0: absolutely and i it makes it goes back to this kind of quote that i heard Gosh, it was probably two years ago on my show, and I still use it to this day. Is if you find yourself thinking about yourself all the time, you need to demote your ego and promote your soul. Just think of that. And then remember, like, why you're doing this in the first place. Like, God gave you your gifts. So serve him and then serve the people. Don't serve yourself.
1: It's interesting that you say that because before I, especially like anything to do with speaking, like a podcast or anything like that, I always pray what I call the John the Baptist prayer, which is, you know, less of me, God, and more of you. So yes, you know, decreasing so that he can increase and letting him just take control of the rest. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so now I want to get into, because now the audience, they're motivated, right? We got them now, Nina. (laughs) They know they need to get visible, do some collaborations, right? So I want to talk about like some common myths and misconceptions that people have about PR and how can they avoid them?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I already kind of addressed the fact that a lot of people think it's going to be time consuming and all of that sort of jazz. I think I kind of touched on it, but I really want to kind of, you know, land on it properly is that whole thing of, you know, PR is for an elite, you know, it's for those who have already made it or those who already have big followings or whatever the case may be. Like when I, I, even just using myself as an an example, when I first started, I I don't, nobody, I come from a working class immigrant family. No one had even thought about blogging or, or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but if you have something interesting to say, and exactly as you said, Alison, about adding value to the audience, that is what people are looking for. And I think one of the other things I was saying to one of my clients um, recently, interestingly enough, is, you know, sometimes when we're kind of intimidated Asinitis, it's usually because we're looking ahead at the people who are in front of us and we're comparing ourselves to them but what we need to be doing is looking at the people behind us and seeing how we can help them up and when we change our mindset to that i think it then becomes once again what you were saying a lot more about service but also it'll come out in your pitches as well um which would then make it that little bit easier too Um, I think the other sort of myth and misconception um, that I come up against a lot is exactly what we're saying, because there are, you know, social media, for example, you know, that that is, you know, kind of enough and all of that sort of stuff. But I mean, I think we've seen as well in recent years, it is a great tool, it is a great resource, but it changes a lot you know, what could be working today could suddenly not work tomorrow and then you've got to kind of start again. As much as PR, I feel, has become easier and expanded over the last few years, as I said, the the, the key ingredients in terms of knowing how to be a people person, being able to pitch those foundational things, they don't change. And so I think that you're basically going to be Um, utilizing and leveraging something that is actually very consistent and has a major, major payoff, I think, a lot of times by comparison.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. I love that. So what do you think is like the biggest limiting belief that you hear from the people that you've worked with or current clients?
1: Ooh, I think there are a couple, but the one I think I hear the most is is twofold so it's number one i don't feel confident mm-hmm. and the the b side to that is who would want to hear my story anyway You know, so Mm -hmm. it's it's that I don't feel confident because I don't actually think anyone wants to hear from me or that I have anything you know in particular to say, and it's it it always tickles me because you know there's that research that we know that talks about imposter syndrome and the fact that particularly in women those who suffer from imposter syndrome are usually the high achievers and the ones who have done loads and and all of that sort of thing and it's always very interesting to me when I speak to who have done amazing, amazing things that they brush off and shrug their shoulders. Oh, you know, who would want to... And I'm like, did you give a TED talk last year? (laughs) Aren't you the one, you know, who who just made eczema? Like, I think they would want to hear that, you know? So I think it's it's really... um, That is the main thing and how to avoid it. Just stop... um, disqualifying yourself and kind of brushing aside you know, things that you have done. There are people out there who are looking for the answers that you have, you know? So yeah, serve.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I always think of if I catch myself with the whole, like, no, I'm not going to do it, or I can't do that. I'm not confident enough. I don't have enough experience. Yeah, I always picture the enemy sitting next to me and laughing Mm
1: -hmm. and keeping
0: me there. And I want to be there. Yeah. And I think, no, that is not what God would want for me.
1: Yeah. So Mm
0: -hmm. picture that in your mind, if you're listening, and there's something that you, you want to try, you would really love, you know, you vision, you have a vision, seeing yourself Mm -hmm. doing this, but right now you have these limiting beliefs holding you back. Mm-hmm. Well, that is the enemy that is Satan holding you back. Are you so, gonna let him win?
1: yeah
0: are I mean really, that's the question. Are you going to let him win?
1: Mm-hmm. yeah that is uh, that's a really powerful visual, <laughs>
0: yeah, right. I mean, he's just right here pinching your the sleeve mm-hmm. and he's just holding you and are you really gonna let him win? No, you mm-hmm. know, I just try to picture that when it's I'm in a situation like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nina, do you have any last like tidbits or tips? Cause we are rounding out quarter three and we're going to be jumping into quarter four and our listeners are going, okay, quarter four, I know they have end of year goals. They want to hit any last minute tips for them if they want to get PR ready for quarter four. Ooh,
1: yes. I love this question. Um, So a lot of people I know use quarter four and they don't wait till January to like start looking at their goals and all that sort of stuff. They're really starting to plan from from now and so if one of the things that you are looking at is okay actually I want to start you know looking at PR goals and how I can do that. We gave you like a, a few steps in terms of okay knowing what your goals are and all those sort of things but specifically I think another question that I get a lot is okay Okay, but how do I find relevant platforms hmm. right and so if you're looking at that sort of question in terms of okay so I can go into next year to do that I'd say it's usually three questions to ask yourself um number one who do I listen to what do I read you know chances are my ideal clients and customers are you know in those same places um, number two would be to look at you know current clients and customers and you know just even asking them oh what are you, what are you reading at the moment or who you know what platforms are you looking at or um, you know who, who do you listen to if you're really like just beginning and you don't have any clients at the moment maybe even just on Facebook very very specific so they'll just open it out to anybody but you know whoever your idol client is you know mom entrepreneurs or whoever it is you know who are you listening to at the moment what are you reading just allowing people to comment um and then the third thing is kind of um, following the leader so who within your industry do you kind of look up to and think man you know what? I'd, I'd really love to appear on the same sort of platforms as they do just google like have a look where where have they um, been before and like literally start to kind of place that into a spreadsheet so you have that vision it's the whole writing the vision making it plain you know um, so you at least know okay th- this is you know where I'm heading towards so I think that would really be the free steps that I would say you know whoever whoever's listening that will make your goals a lot more concrete for you.
0: I love that. those are great questions and I think to add on to that is just to kind of remind our listeners maybe start with one thing like you don't need to do it all at one time. No. you don't need to appear. Um, as guests on podcasts and then be writing blogs for other people's Mm -hmm. websites and then be doing IG lives. Like, no, (laughs) that's called burnout. And we don't want
1: that for you. Honestly. Yeah. I went through, (laughs) I went through a period last year, you know, when um, Instagram kind of changed the algorithm again, Again, and it was less of my (laughs) was less about pictures more about the reels and all of that i literally i think i i'm gonna be honest with you i think i just tantrumed for nine months and refused to post anything didn't come back until september and um literally what got me back into social media was okay nina this month you're gonna concentrate on posting next month it's just gonna be stories and then it's gonna be do you know what i mean and you can do the same thing with PR. Okay, I'm just going to concentrate on podcasts. Once I feel comfortable with that, I will then start writing. Or to be honest, it's maybe just look at what what, what is your bag? I know people who don't like to write, and so they just concentrate on podcasts. That's okay too. Yeah. But you know just take it slow like Allison
0: said you don't have to do everything <laughs> yeah well and when you pick the one thing that kind of puts you in action too it's very hard yeah. to take action on all the things very true so choose the one thing and then take action so yeah. Nina this was an awesome conversation i know <laughs> that the audience got a lot out of this and i know that you have the perfect pitch packet yeah. today so i'm going to make sure that that is in the show notes for them to grab. Do they need to know anything about that packet?
1: Yeah, so it's basically um pitch templates. Um so lots of different things. So podcasts, uh you know, harrow responses, you know, whatever it is is just literally templates you can sort of tweak and you know (laughs) it's going to be less time consuming for you i did um give a discount code which i don't remember at the moment but i know that you're going to put it in the show notes um and so they'll be able to get it cheaper than they normally would so yeah
0: okay that's awesome i'll make sure that it's in there for everybody and nina thank you so much for being here today
1: thank you for having me i've enjoyed our chat
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Can you do me a favor? The best way to support me and grow the podcast is by leaving a written review on Apple iTunes. I promise you, I read every review and take them to heart. And don't forget, head to bossladyandsweatpants.com to snack some freebies or hang out with me on Instagram at Allison Shoals. I'll see you soon.